you're very welcome back. And if I bring up this um, uh, speaker now, hello, hello. Hello, hello. Hello, uh, is that uh, downtown... Uh, Jamaica. I'm speaking to you from Jamaica. <laughs> Reggae man. <laughs> anyway, KB, you're very welcome to the program. Now, and Marie Hogan, you must be psychic because why? You you rang me this morning, and I'll tell you the story about what you want to hear. But you rang me this morning, and it was you must have been in my sister. Heidi's sitting room yesterday evening at half six when I was sitting down with Heidi and my no, niece, Laura Jane, and we were talking all about this, what I'm going to tell you. And, and, and people, if you're listening, now, okay, listen, I'm giving away a hamper on the programme, so you can always enter under an assumed name and try and win that hamper of vegetables, but uh, I have yeah, to well, sisters. <laughs> Anyway, we're, we're celebrating an anniversary today of a man called Peter Tosh. But Peter right. Tosh was part of, or if you like, the, the daddy of it all. He began reggae. But your story concerns no, Bob, well, Bob, actually, Bob Marley. Yeah, actually, uh, the Whalers were, were uh, formed in 1963 and they were made up of Bob Marley, Peter Tosh and Bunny Whaler. So uh, today is the anniversary of, uh, it would it would have been his birthday today. He was born on October the 19th, 1944. And Peter Tosh, also, he died on September the 11th, 1987. And uh, in Kingston, he was buried in Kingston in Jamaica. And you've been to Jamaica, I hear. I have, yeah. Well, the... the um, I have, Anne-Marie, yes. And I've been to Jamaica and I've... Uh, uh, I've been to Kingston and I've I've been all over that island. But anyway, what we you asked me to talk about today was about um, you see Bob Marley came to uh, Daly Mount Park in uh, Dublin on Sunday the sixth of July, nineteen eighty. In nineteen eighty, that's what forty years ago. Yeah, and that was uh, Pat Egan with Santa Anna in association with Oliver Barry. Uh, they, uh, Pat Egan brought Bob Marley and the Whalers to Dublin. And I'm actually looking at the tickets that I have. How much from, were they? Yeah, from that concert. And it was £7 to get in. Oh, £7? And I, I actually have photographs of, of... I ran a bus to it. You see, I used to run... I was managed Pops and Posters in High Street... Uh, for a number of years and back then there was no ticket master right you can go in now and you can book your tickets for any concert but back then there was no ticket master right, right. in the 80s so what you had was you would have produce, you would have um, promoters like Pat Egan might pop into the shop and say look I'm bringing Bob Marley and the Whalers to Daily Mount uh, will you sell some tickets and you would take the hand off them you know <laughs> and he'd, he'd lob in a, a few hundred uh, tickets and then you'd sell them well I ran a bus to it and it was absolutely it was uh, an amazing uh, gig altogether and but after that then um, in 1998 I got uh, a letter to the post and it was, uh, I mean, it was jaw-dropping because I was the only person in media in the whole of Ireland uh, to be invited over to um, London. and London, no less. Yeah, over to London and um, I was invited over to the Jamaican uh, embassy and it was a celebration to celebrate uh, Bob Marley's memory. And I, I couldn't believe it that there was nobody else 
invited to it. Like, it was the Jamaican Commission Embassy in London, and it was in South Kensington. Am I allowed to interrupt you just once to ask, yeah. why do you think it is that you were selected to be one of those exclusive? Uh, well, because I think all down through the years, I'm in radio a long time, and I think um, in, in the letter, one of the follow-up letters that I got, they were thanking me for my contribution through community radio uh, to the music. And it was kind of like uh, saying thank you for sharing all the music and thank you for being, you know. Yeah. Um, and uh, they knew was, they knew you were a big fan, basically. Not just absolutely. a big fan. You probably it's reputed that you know what breakfast cereal Bob Marley ate. But I'm uh, not joking, really. of course. I'm only joking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but um, it was an absolute honour to be invited over to this. And I went over. I flew over and. Um, I was on the plane, and didn't I cop BP Fallon on oh, the plane? Right, BP of radio and yeah. friend of Phil Linnet, etc., etc. Yeah, I copped BP, and and um, when we got off the plane, then I at the time we were Radio Kilkenny, and we had lovely backpacks and you know travel bags with Radio Kilkenny written on them, mm. and I had my backpack with me, and uh, when we got off the plane, you know the long walk uh, when you get into Stanston oh, Airport? And it's a very long walk, actually. Yeah, it's a long walk. So I was walking along, and BP was beside me, and I started chatting to him, and I just said to him, are you heading over? At the time, I didn't know I was the only person in Ireland invited to this. Are you heading over, I said, and he said, uh, to what? And I said, uh, to honour Bob Marley, I said, we're, uh, to the Jamaican uh, embassy. And he said, no, I said, I know nothing about that. But he, I'll probably pop round later on. And he kind of looked at the me shoulder, you know, my bag, and it had uh, Radio Kilkenny on it. And I'd say he was kind of saying in his own head... How the hell did she go? How the hell did she get there? Yeah. But, but um, it was... When it, it was a very, um, you know yourself, when you go to an embassy... Uh, no, not really. All right, well, the security is oh, well, unbel <laughs> unbelievable. Mm. And you have to go to three different sections and, and you're, you're scanned and you're, you know, you put this thing on you and you scan you your body. Did you get searched? I got searched and everything, but I didn't mind that because he was really good looking. I was just going to say, was he good looking? <laughs> <laughs> but but um, when we got in then, yeah, well, yeah. when I got in, I was on my own. And when I got in, yeah. uh, the whole embassy was laid out with absolutely, you could you could get the smell as you're going in the door because they had all the Jamaican food, all the Jamaican beer. And then they had a whole section laid out with all memorabilia of Bob Marley. And... I was absolutely, it was jaw-dropping now, really, because I met Ziggy Marley, I met His Rita son, Bob, Marley, Bob's son. and the I-3s, and uh, we got so much, um, they made only, there was 50 people invited to this, 38 people could only go to it, and they gave us a special uh, carrier bag with the complete Bob Marley and the Whalers collection, and we got this box, a wooden box, and we got r very rare stuff that was never ever recorded outside Jam outside of Jamaica. And we first were cuts, first cuts, and you know, off, you know, I, what do they call you know the rough cuts of tracks? Yeah, or like outtakes, outtakes, sorry, all the outtakes yeah, yeah. and everything. And we got all this, and it was very rare stuff. And the actual photo on um, the. One of the Bob Marley recorded a great version of Sugar Sugar. You know that one? The Archies. Uh, the Archies, yeah. 
and it's out on a, 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 an EP and we got that in the collection and the actual photograph on that was the photograph on the ticket we got to get into the council it was on the box and it was on all the memorabilia so we have lots of lots of stuff but there's there's so many stories I mean Rita Marley wrote a great book on Bob Marley and uh, it actually takes you it, it, you can actually go with her. It's like walking the streets with her in in Kingston. And it's, it's like she actually takes what, what, you there. Can I ask you, what's the book called, Kate? I can't, rem- I can't, can't remember. remember. She was a good writer, obviously. Oh, well, she just told a story. And it's absolutely brilliant. There's another little story I just wanted to tell you, Anne-Marie. Back in 1979, right? Mm. Bob Marley played a gig on the island of Maui in one of the Hawaiian Islands. Hawaii, yeah? Yeah. And um, he, one of his biggest fans at the the, the concert, it was, um, it, it was a guy called Marty Dredd. Now, there were only a few hundred people at that concert. It was a, kind of an exclusive concert again, like, you know, and it was only for the native Hawaiians on that island. And this guy uh, called Marty Dredd, didn't he jump up on stage with Bob Marley, and of course the security rushed him straight away, but Bob Marley turned around and he said, it's okay, leave him. And he left him up on stage. It was a fantastic photograph uh, I have in a very rare book uh, that we were given as well on the day. And uh, he lets <clears throat> he lets uh, Marty Dredd sing the whole song with him, and then uh, Marty gets down off what the stage. What song was he singing, could I ask? Or did I, you I can't, no, it doesn't tell you the song. But, but he uh, let him stay, join with he, him. He let him sing the fantastic photograph of the mm. two of them together. And uh, then it says Marty gracefully stepped off the stage on his own, giving Bob a friendly nod and leaving him a nice stick of herb. <laughs> it's absolutely, it's just brilliant, you know. Sounds, all sounds the, so typical of the time, but it's also kind of, if you like, um, an indicator. I've been reading a bit about, since I pulled this piece of, I had some info done for today because it was Peter Tosh's anniversary. Yeah. But I was reading bits about Bob Marley and he appears to have been a very... Um, not so much as a, he was a real people person and he loved people absolutely he loved he and he loved his fans especially absolutely and uh, <clears throat> he was very generous uh, also uh, you know behind the scenes and uh, he ended up like Rita Rita should get a sainthood really because his wife uh, you mean <laughs> yeah be, be, because she she Put up with an awful lot, like, you know, from Bob. She absolutely adored him. And uh, in his travels, like, he has a lot of children. And, uh, you know... but So they say. <laughs> yeah, but his music was just incredible. You know, he's the king of reggae. And um, I just want to mention one person while while I'm on the air now, because... No problem. Uh, my, my niece, Laura Jane, right? Yeah. Uh, Laura Jane wasn't even born when we were... I, when I ran the bus up to Daly Mount in 1980, and she's an abs- when she was 11 years of age, she uh, was in a shop downtown and she heard uh, this music and she was only 11 and she loved it and it was uh, Bob Marley was in the background and she went she she got the money and she went and she bought Bob Marley. Now when I was telling her the stories about Bob Marley, like, you know, and being with him uh, or being seeing him, I was backstage with him in Daly Mount. She went and nuts. Then, and then going to to over to the Jamaican uh, embassy, embassy, and I was telling her all this, and and um, 
she is a huge, absolutely huge fan of Bob Marley. And even her little daughter, Sierra May, who's only five, Sierra May, when she hears it, she can sing three little birds and she, she knows all Bob Marley songs. Okay, can I, I have to interrupt you once. Would you think it's kind of genetic? <laughs> I'm well, just going to say, that you obviously, you're a very musical family, but like there's something about the rhythm of reggae music that I um, personally love. I don't play it a lot on radio, but I can see how people, because it moves very much um, with the human rhythm it's very your body can feel the rhythm it's a natural rhythm yeah it's a yeah. natural rhythm I was it's just a natural yeah. rhythm yeah. and anything to do with with uh, Jamaica I love and uh, so what happened was right when we, when we were in the, the just to get back to when we were in the Jamaican embassy embassy in London we were we were presented with all these very rare things right and there was only, like I said, it was 50 people invited to it and only 38 turned up. So obviously everything, <coughs> in, everything there, there was only 50 of them made. And there's a poster and it's, uh, it's kind of hard cardboard. That's the only way I can describe it to you. Of Bob Marley with Peter Tosh and Bonnie Whaler. And he's only, oh God, he's only a young fella in it. Mm. And it's a brilliant poster. And what I did with it... Uh, Yesterday evening, I, I went off and I got it framed and I presented my my niece, Laura Jane. That's why I'm saying you must be psychic. I only gave it to Not her last all. night at half six and I asked her, she... she so it was just, her. It was she you were given the pick. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah. And, well, maybe, and maybe there is an element of psychic in it, but I was actually thinking really hard about Bob Marley last night and I because I, I, I remembered, because I make a note, I keep the notes in my office, but I would have it in a diary, a little pointers about what I'd have and if I yeah. have a programme prepared ahead. And uh, I put on, um, I listened to a Bob Marley track online. Now, my mind is preoccupied with other things, but like the rhythm of the lot of the music is just lovely, so it is. You can't, you can't sit down to it. You could not sit oh, down no. to reggae. And yeah. you know something else, Amory, I'm just thinking now, when I ran the bus up to up to um, Daily Mount, Daily Mount, yeah. um, I'm just thinking of a few people. Like you know, uh, we had uh, a couple of one of the girls, uh, one of the whites from Assumption Place. We had some of the Jordans. Uh, we had a couple of my brothers, and we had uh, I have photographs of the late uh, Peter Quigley. We used to call Aww. him Booty. Yeah, Booty, and I have a great photograph of him. Uh, a couple of us sitting in Daily Mount waiting for Bob to, to get up. Now, you have a story. I'm, I'm, I'm terrible to interrupt you, but I'm conscious of time and everything like that. But you have a very special story about a song, and we're going to share the song. Yeah. Uh, just before, Amory, just before oh, you no, went to no the song, problem. can I just tell you something else? Because when we were over uh, in, in um, South Kensington in London at the Jamaican, you know, the embassy, they also, they treated us, I was treated to a whole weekend in a, in a very posh hotel in London, right? All for free? All, oh, yeah, I was treated. I had a limousine that picked me up at Stansted Airport to bring me, yeah? Can, can, you, can you hold it, please? I need metallium for the nausea. The jealousy and, driving up my throat. Yeah, it's just, when I think back on it, Jesus, I was really privileged, you know? I was, I was just going to say, it's, it, I, I, I love this, it's a very natural thing, but knowing you as, as everybody out there listening knows you, um, the fact that you met B.P. Fallon, and he said, oh, I'll probably pop along later. He, was, he wouldn't have got in. I was, was just going to say. He I wouldn't have gone in with the machine gun. 
Okay, but I'm just laughing to think that God help him. That'll tell you how big a fan you were. And not knocking BP Fallon because he's a great no, music no, person. No, no, BP Fallon, absolutely brilliant presenter. We I met know, him oh, at a lot of the concerts as well. But Amory, the night after... Uh, the night after um, after the the reception you in, had another in the embassy, treat yeah the night after then we uh, I was sitting in the Royal Albert Hall in a box we had a special box one of the boxes oh yeah, my god sitting Go in the Royal Albert Hall and Sarah McLaughlin uh, you, you might know yeah. the arms of an angel Sarah McLaughlin American Sarah Cole who was Natalie Cole's daughter and Sinead O'Connor we were tr- treated to in uh, the Royal Albert Hall in a box we were treated to all that as well. That concert. and they were singing at that concert in the Royal Albert Hall. Yes, they were Sh- all. Sheryl they, Crow, Sheryl Crow, Sarah McLaughlin, and Sinead O'Connor. Oh my yeah, God! Yeah, they were part of um, every year in America. Uh, all the great female singer songwriters get together and they tour America. And uh, I have a couple of CDs of the of that tour. But in America, they call it the Breast Fest because it's, it's all, all females. <laughs> so at that time. Uh, some of them came over. They brought some of them over, especially for this gig. And just one other thing, Amory. I just because it, it's, I, I'm just. Um, I went a, on a on a two Caribbean cruises, but one of the cruises I went on. Me. <laughs> yeah, but one of the cruises I went on. It was a it was a very special cruise because we did it for the carers. Uh, all the carers in Ireland, the Carers Association, uh, thirty two of us got together and we raised eighty thousand for the association and we went on the cruise and we walked on all the islands you know we walked this is how you raised your money etc yeah well this was part of it part of it yeah on Haiti on on that island right um, I didn't realise you know remember the tsunami and they had (coughs) lots and lots of problems all those islands were affected of course were affected by it but on the island just for a finish now on the island they knew I was a huge Bob Marley fan and they, to- they didn't tell me anything, right? When we got back onto the cruise ship that night, we were sitting having dinner and they presented me with this uh, painting on a canvas uh, of Bob Marley, uh, just his head. And it, I rolled it up. It's real thick canvas. I rolled it up and I put it away and I was only looking at it during the week. And I'm just looking at the artist's name, wondering, did that artist survive? It's a a great connection with today. And um, I'm just thinking, you'll have to get that. You should really put that up and get it framed because that's... And it was done, of course, uh, if you like, on a beach in Haiti. I'm wondering, did he survive the tsunami? That's what I'm saying. That's what what I'm saying. Lovely connection to Bob Marley, though, isn't it? Absolutely fabulous. And you know... uh, To all the Bob Marley fans out there, um, when we were up in Dublin, Bob Marley. I was. I went up to the front of the stage and I was shouting up at him, uh, "Redemption song, redemption song!" Because redemption song at the time was the big one from mm. Bob Marley, right? And uh, I was up front. Now I did get backstage and and I met him, but I was up front for Naturally, this. Naturally, you did. <laughs> I, I was shouting up, uh, you know, uh, shouting up at him, and he just put up his hands and the whole, the the whole, uh, all the whalers and his band, they all left the stage. And the next thing, he just came back out on his own with guitar. And he came right to the front of the stage. And I swear, oh, my God, well, I love to think this. I swear to God, he looked straight down at me and he said, this one's for you. And he sang Redemption Song. Uh, and he I did. Was just, what do you mean? Of course it was for you. 
I was carried away on a cloud. I'm not, but um, they, I was going to say something, but I better not. <laughs> but I'm just they, saying, I, it's I, it's a wonderful memory, Kay. Absolutely, and he, you know, and an a cappella, not a cappella, because he had the guitar, but like just him and his guitar and the song. Yeah, and the follow-up letter I got then was sent to me on Wednesday, the twenty-third of September, nineteen ninety-eight, and it just. It's, it's kind of a thank you letter for sharing all the music that you do and for um, it, it just says when I walked into the Jamaican High Commission I spotted your Irish face and thought that might be Kay Brennan that ah, might be ah, KB ah. and, 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 and uh, Kay I want to especially thank you because I thought it was an intriguing and a wonderful story and it's funny that a girl from the heart of Kilkenny City and a man from an island way off in Jamaica that's, that's a measure of as you say, of the natural rhythm of Bob Marley, of, Jama- of the Jamaican rhythm, if you like, and Bob yeah. Marley, that there was, if you like, basically a spiritual connection between yourself yeah, uh, exactly. and Exactly, and the natural rhythm of life as Absolutely. well. And you make that. And Anne-Marie, thanks a million for Not at me all. It's my pleasure, Kay. 